you're listening to A Labor for Love, the podcast that's all about helping moms find encouragement and hope through authentic, everyday stories of motherhood. I'm your host, Sierra Sullivan. Welcome back to another episode of A Labor for Love. Today, you will be hearing my conversation with Allie. Allie is a wife, mom, and fellow podcaster. We met through a mutual friend, and then we also discovered that we were both writers for a local parenting website around the same time. Such a small world. I recently joined Allie on her podcast, Good Grief Mama, to talk about life as a stay-at-home mom. And as we talked, it was pretty crazy how similar our journeys to stay-at-home mom life were. So it was only fitting that she joined me here on A Labor for Love to talk about what life has been like for her as a stay-at-home mom, and overcoming the pull of perfectionism in the process. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome to the podcast, Allie. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Um, First, I want to start with just you telling our listeners a a little bit about you and your family. Yeah, well, I'm Allie. I am married to a wonderful man. His name's Nathan. We've been married for seven and a half years. And actually, it'll be eight years right around the time that my new baby is due, (laughs) just a couple (laughs) days before. And we have a very spunky and talkative, as you have now known, (laughs) son. His name is Pax, and he just turned three. We also have a rescue dog. Her name is Kalea, and she is a chihuahua. But she acts very Mm un-chihuahua-like, I feel like I have to say to people, (laughs) because chihuahuas usually like nip at people's knees and they like whatever but she's like so sweet and she usually just wants you to rub her belly but yes so that's our little family and yes Paxton is very friendly (laughs) very welcoming too and knows lots about dinosaurs oh yeah lots about dinosaurs (laughs) so before we get into like the conversation I want to do a quick this or that you mentioned that you are expecting so congratulations thank you so this will be this or that pregnancy edition okay I'm excited all right so do you find out the gender or be surprised? Oh, find out the gender for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely Way too sure. much of a planner to wait. <laughs> home birth or hospital birth? I would love to say that I would be a home birth kind of person, <laughs> but I need an epidural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am a hospital birth. Like, I'm pretty crunchy about other stuff. Yeah. But the epidural is kind of a necessity. <laughs> yeah. I, I had it the second time around, not the first time. And. Ooh. Yeah, was there a difference? Would you, ha- if you had another kid, would you have an epidural or no? I think it would just depend. It'd have to be like an in-the-moment decision for me. All right. Yeah. You go, woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you name the baby before you see them? So before they're born or after? Before. Okay. I have, you know, I've heard people say like, oh, they look like a certain thing. Mm-hmm. But I've never had that feeling. Like I've never looked at my son and gone, yes. You are a Paxton, <laughs> you know. Like, I mean, now he is because I know he's been three years. Yeah. But yeah, no, we chose his name before. Cool. Are you having more cravings or more food aversions this time around? More food aversions. Mm-hmm. And if I have a craving, by the time I get that food, I usually can't eat it. That sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's like I even DoorDash something once because I was like, I just want. I think it was like country fried steak, <laughs> mashed potatoes. <laughs> And by the time it got here, I couldn't eat it. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. sad. That's awful. I know. Any other aversions? <sighs> I don't even know. This pregnancy has been weird. I've just been nauseous a lot. Yeah. And so there hasn't been much that I've wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. I have this, like, lovely gagging thing now, oh, no. too. Or I'll just be, like, sitting there and just gag. <laughs> like, <laughs> so no specific food. Just, like, 
food in general, I think. Yeah. <laughs> with, with my first, I couldn't eat peanut butter. Oh, really? Like, at <laughs> all. Like, the smell, the thought, it all made me, like, feel terrible. And then the second time around, I could not eat apples. And I ate an apple every single day what? prior to being pregnant. That's so random. So random. Peanut butter and apples. Yep. Weird. I remember <laughs> one day I, like, had an apple at work. I cut it up, and then I looked at it, and I was like, I can't eat this. And then I'm, <laughs> and I'm passing out apple slices to my coworkers. <laughs> They're like, what's wrong with us? <laughs> I can't do it. That is so funny. That's the weirdest thing. Yeah, no. With Pax, all I could eat for the first, like, 13 weeks was oranges and Cheerios. Wow. But – this one I haven't found like the one food that I'm like good to eat. Mm-hmm. It's just random. <laughs> it's crazy how they they do that to us. All right, would you sleep in late or are you in bed early? Well, right now I would say both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but typically I would sleep in late. <laughs> Pre-baby, I guess we could say that pre any babies. Yeah. Okay, last one. Wives tales, do we believe them or not? Okay. I don't know. Because (laughs) I thought I did, but then I realized like for my whole pregnancy with Paxton, I thought the old wives tale about heart rate, the baby's heart rate was that the faster it was meant it was a boy because Mm -hmm. Pax was always faster. But then with this baby, I realized I like actually Googled it and looked it up. And I think it means the faster the heart rate, it's supposed to be a girl. So now I don't know if I believe them because Paxton was always really fast, but he was a boy. (laughs) I feel like you can probably find like, the wives tales either way yeah like high and low people would always tell me oh you're carrying high it must be boy or whatever oh you're carrying low it must be it's like well what is it like <laughs> yeah like <laughs> just tell me different things here <laughs> <laughs> like I just don't know well thanks for playing along that was pretty fun and we got yeah. to know you a little bit better um, but I do want to talk about your podcast good grief mama yes how did you start it what what led you to it what's the experience been like for you So pretty similar to you, I started with a blog Mm -hmm. and I just, honestly, I started the blog because I was needed a hobby during the pandemic Yeah, (laughs) and I've always loved sharing my opinions and I've always loved talking. So I was like, you know, I may as well just write blogs. Like I love that. So I started the blog and then like a year or so later, I was talking with my friend, Nicole, who's my co-host now. Mm And we were like, you know what? It would be really fun to do something together, like to have a hobby together. Yeah. And we were talking about that because we listened to a lot of podcasts and we were talking about how a lot of the mom ones, at least that we had listened to, not all of them, but a lot of them were one of two extremes. It was like perfect moms, you know, where you listen to it and you're like, "Ooh, I got a lot of work to do. You yeah. know, <laughs> they're doing all these things and they've got all these resources. Um, or it was like the opposite where they were claiming to be real, but they were mostly just complaining about their yeah. kids or their, their families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we wanted to be like that middle ground sure. where it's like, we can be honest about the fact that I gag randomly during this pregnancy, right. <laughs> 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 but I'm not complaining about my, you know, like, but I'm loving this life and this stage of life that I'm in, but we can be honest about it, but not complain. You know, there's like that fine line. And so, and we just like love talking in general. Nicole's very chatty and I love sharing my opinions. <laughs> and so <laughs> we were like, you know, we may as well just share it on a podcast. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> and I've listened to uh, several episodes. One of my favorites was um, being a stay-at-home mom. Like, is it what you expect or oh, not yeah. becoming a mom? <laughs> something like that. And 
I feel like you guys talked about a lot of things that you expect to be, you know, perfect and this way. And then when you have the kids and you're at home with them, it's completely different. It is. It's just funny because I didn't have many people that I knew, especially not in my family, that were stay-at-home moms. Mm -hmm. And so it's like all I had was Instagram, (laughs) which we all know is real. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. It's very real. (laughs) So I want to talk about just motherhood in general. How do you define it and what does it mean for you? So before I had a kid, I probably would have defined it very differently. Mm. But then after having a kid, I mean, now I would just say it's like the biggest blessing and mm-hmm. responsibility that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Before I had a kid, I was always like, okay, I'll do exactly what my mom did. You know, well, mm-hmm. take care of my kid, but then they'll go to daycare and I'll work full time and I'll come home and, you know, be a great mom. But I'll be working and be, you know, they'll be in daycare and then they'll go to school and then, you know. Yeah. And then once I had a kid, I was like, oh, man, I don't I don't want to miss this. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't want to miss out on these things. And, you know, we had the blessing to be able to stay home. But yeah. it just has formed into something that just feels like such a huge responsibility, mm-hmm. but also such a big blessing in my life, like something I could have never imagined it would be for me. Yeah. So when you think about just like the stage that you're in, you said your son is three. Yep. And now you're expecting <laughs> another little one. I am. <laughs> What's that like for you? It has been a unique challenge. <laughs> I am by nature a perfectionist. Mm. And so I felt like I'd finally gotten in a groove, right? Mm-hmm. As like stay at home mom, me and Pax, <laughs> you know, we were going places, doing stuff. We had like a good schedule for our week, you know, yeah. where we weren't like, being boring sitting at home all the time but we were you know we had a nice balance going out and doing stuff and then I got pregnant (laughs) on purpose I mean we were trying and I've been so sick like just nauseous and tired and I have very much had to reframe my mindset to be like okay it is okay that we're not going everywhere that we used to go for these couple of weeks or months (laughs) (laughs) it's okay that we haven't gone to the children's museum in like two months (laughs) you know so I don't know. It's been, it's a huge blessing and I'm so excited to bring another kid into it, but it has also been like very challenging to mm-hmm. be the perfectionist that is within me to yeah. have dishes in my sink. Yeah. <laughs> right now I've got dishes in my sink, <laughs> um, you know, to not have like the sparkling clean house and to be going doing stuff. Cause I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. But so it's very exciting, but also very reframing at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I, feel like I went into being a stay-at-home mom with like very limited expectations just because I had no idea what it was going to look like and so like the journey to getting to that point where it's my thing and what I want it to be has been a journey that's yeah all I can say <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got to take what you what you like from other people's mm-hmm. and like what you've come up with yeah for sure and leave the other stuff behind <laughs> So speaking of just being a stay-at-home mom, how did you even transition to that? What was that like for you? That was a very lengthy process. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we lived in Georgia, actually, mm-hmm. when we had PAX. And I was working full-time. He was working. My husband was working full-time. And we actually had free daycare through my husband's job. Oh, that's nice. So we needed our both, both of our incomes. I was a nonprofit, and my husband was working at the church. So we weren't making bank, you know, (laughs) like we always knew we were going to need both of our incomes, at least for the time being. 
And I had always wanted to stay at home with my kid, at least until they went to school. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was like. I'm going to do this a little bit differently than my mom. You know, I'll stay yeah. at home until they go to school. And, but we couldn't afford that. And so uh, we were working. But something shifted after I had him. And I was like, I don't want to be at this job anymore. Like, I love my coworkers. Like, they were my friends. Mm-hmm. And I'd worked with my boss at least for years. She worked at me with a previous company. And then I moved to her the company when she moved. Um, anyway, so I was like, I love you but I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) And my husband was actually planning on changing jobs at the same time too. And we were going to move because I was like, if you're changing jobs, we have no family in Georgia. Like let's move back home to Indiana where Mm. our family is. Yeah. So he got a job up here, but I still kept my job working remotely. And so we moved up here and I was working remotely and everybody was working remotely anyway, because then it was COVID. Like Mm -hmm. we moved up right like two weeks before everything shut down. Oh gosh. And so I was working remotely for, I feel like a year and it was super hard because I was also taking care of my son (laughs) because my husband was working his new job and he only worked remotely for like two weeks and then they were back like Like in in person. person. So anyway, so we did that for like a full year and by the end of it, I was just like, I can't do this. Like I, I don't want to work anymore. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like I want to be home with my son, but also not have to be working on maps and staying up late and like. I would be doing train. I was a trainer for my company and in human resources. So I would have to do zoom trainings and like zoom and call and train people. And my son would be like in the background. I'd be like, I'm so sorry, (laughs) but he's got to be here. (laughs) Um, so anyway, but the the biggest reason that we didn't is because we didn't know if we could afford it. Mm -hmm. So, cause my husband just started a new job and actually he switched jobs. It was like, we moved up here and he had a a job for two months and he just really, it was not a good fit. And Mm -hmm. he was like, I don't like this. (laughs) And so I said, you know what? Just change then. Like you, we just started it. It's not like we're committed to it. Yeah. And so then he switched to the job he's in now, which he really likes, but that was a new shift and it was hundred percent commission. And so it was like, we have no idea what you're yeah. going to make. <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, this is a super long way to explain this, but yeah. So, no, like, it's fine. <laughs> so he started a new job. We just didn't know if we could afford it. And then finally, after a year, I was like, we can like, mm-hmm. and he looked at the budget and he goes, okay, yeah, we can. And then I finally got to stop working remotely. <laughs> it was magical. <laughs> That's so crazy. Your story, it like parallels mine. Yeah. When so you were telling me about it, ways. I was like, man. <laughs> yeah. Same. It, that, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome that you were able to take that step. Yes. I even remember I wrote a blog post about wanting to be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and like things could be different. But I prefaced it at the very beginning. Like I'm going to have to look back. I remember I wrote a preface at the very beginning like, I'm afraid to write this because I'm not actually a stay-at-home mom yet. And what if it doesn't happen? (laughs) But that's what I wanted. (laughs) Yeah. You said something that resonated with me. It's like after you had your son, something just changed inside of you. And I feel like I had that same experience. And it's hard to even explain like what it is. But those little humans, those tiny humans, they do something to you. Yeah. I actually had a doctor and a physical therapist that I was seeing who had babies while I was seeing them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you're not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they both were like, no, we love our job. You know, mm-hmm. like we love our jobs, blah, blah, blah. And both of them, after they had their baby within a few months, were like, yeah, we're actually leaving. It's <laughs> like, I, it, there's just something you can't explain. So when you transitioned to being a stay-at-home mom, did you go into it with expectations? Oh, yeah. I'm a big, I thrive on examples. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to research things and like look things up. And so, oh, I'd looked up all the stay-at-home mom blogs and yeah. like all the Instagram stuff. Because again, I, there wasn't really anybody in my family that was a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. 
and um, a couple of my friends were, but not many at the time. Now I have a lot more friends that are stay-at-home moms, but um, so I was like looking at all these people. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. (laughs) And it didn't turn out that way. But yes, I definitely, I had like all these expectations of these really cool stuff and crafts and like sensory bins. And like, I did a lot of them for the first couple of months, but they have not stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask. So in this season, then are, are you living up to those expectations? Are they being met? And clearly no. no. I like I'm just starting to feel better now pregnancy wise and so we're like back into this we have like a playing preschool curriculum for my son at home Mm -hmm. and so we like are doing that again and getting back out in the world more but yeah no I definitely have to shift my expectations and realize that that's okay yep yeah like because that's what they need (laughs) so with your son being three I, for me, three has been an interesting age. <laughs> I think interesting is a good word for that. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you enjoy about this three-year-old stage right now? Oh, my gosh. He is so fun. Like, obviously, I'm super biased because mm-hmm. he's my kid. <laughs> but I just think he's the most fun kid ever. Like, he's so chatty. He's always been really chatty, which has helped because he could always t- he could talk to us for, like, a year now Yeah. in, like, pretty decent sentences. And, like, we can understand what he's saying. He can understand what we're saying. But I mean, we just have the most fun conversations. Like (laughs) we'll be sitting at the dinner table and we have these little cards called happy chats that we got that have like little conversation starters, you know? (laughs) And so, but a lot of his conversations now revolve around dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. So it always goes back to like, what's your favorite dinosaur? Or (laughs) if you could be any kind of T-Rex, what would you be? You know, (laughs) but it's just so fun. And he's so smart and like learning so much. And so he'll just say stuff that just like, you kind of take a second yeah, and you look like, at him. And like, that come where from? did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know who you're around. <laughs> like, where did you even get all of that? I don't know. So yeah, three is very interesting, but so fun, yeah. especially because of the communication. Mm-hmm. I feel like three is when we start to see more of like the personality, at least with my daughter that yeah. has been like this year. Um, she is definitely interesting <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> she she has this like kind of like really calm demeanor about her but if she needs to turn it on she can turn it on and especially with her brother it, that's who usually who she turns it on for <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she's also like sassy and she knows what she wants but then sometimes she has trouble communicating so just kind of like navigating all of that with her has been interesting but and she's also really like snuggly and loving and affectionate which my son is not as affectionate anymore and yeah so it's just completely different That's but so they fun. say like that three-nager yeah, definitely yeah I have never okay I never really ascribed to like the names for those things like mm-hmm. two terrible twos or anything but the other day Pax, <laughs> we were outside and I told him he had to come inside or something because it was like time for dinner and he looked at me and said don't talk to me and walked away and I literally three nature popped into my head and I was like this must be what people are talking about yeah. <laughs> like, like who are you and when did you turn you know 13 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah my daughter she will potty for example going potty I don't need you and then she'll close the door I need my privacy <laughs> like okay I need my privacy so I, I walk away and then like five minutes later mom I need you it's like <laughs> you just said you didn't and I don't I go when she says she yeah. needs me because I want her to know that I will be there. But like just the 
the whole thing. Like, I don't need you, but I do. And then I didn't say I wanted this, but you did. She's like the queen of gaslighting right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you literally told me five minutes ago you wanted this. No, I didn't. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, Skylar. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's not just me. The other day, I don't know where Pax gets this attitude sometimes from, but the other day he had learned the word bad from his niece. Mm-hmm. And like they were playing toys and they said, oh, that's a bad dinosaur or something. And he just goes, mom, you're bad out of nowhere. <laughs> and we're driving. And I was like, well, um, if I'm so bad, then I guess that means we're not jumping on the trampoline when we get home. <laughs> and he thought about it for a second. And then he said, mom, you're good and beautiful oh. and kind. <laughs> and then he goes, can I jump on the trampoline when I get home? <laughs> like, how did you learn this like manipulation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> They're funny like that. <laughs> it kills me. <laughs> So on the flip side, though, what's challenging? Oh, the attitude, I think, is the most challenging. And sometimes I'm wondering, because he really hasn't had an attitude like ever, I Mm -hmm. feel like. He's always had tantrums and stuff, but they've been very minimal. So I almost wonder if it's because I haven't been feeling well, like Mm. because he hasn't been getting that much attention or something. (laughs) But like these last two weeks, Renager has felt very, very real. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like the don't talk to me or he slammed his door once. And I was like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, being able to have patience this Mm -hmm. last couple of weeks has been the most hard. I actually just texted. I have like a book club that I'm in that's Mm -hmm. like a bunch of other Christian women. And I just texted them was like, I need y'all to pray for my patience because something has happened to it. Like, (laughs) it has disappeared. (laughs) So that has probably been the most challenging is just figuring out how to balance being sick, you know, like feeling nauseous and stuff, but then still taking care of him. Mm-hmm. But then also this new attitude yeah. <laughs> that has appeared and wondering, you know, maybe he's getting it from me a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, in the situation, but also it could just be three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It could be a lot of different things. And also like a new baby's coming. That's a big transition and for yeah. your family and for him now to be sharing with mom and dad's attention. It is. And he's very sad. It's not a T-Rex. <laughs> The first time we, my I think my husband asked him like what what kind of baby do you think is in mommy's belly and he said a dinosaur so <laughs> maybe he's just sad about that. <laughs> so with you know being pregnant and also taking care of three year old, how do you take care of you right now? What does self care look like? Well, right now. <laughs> That has looked like a lot of conversations, like intentional conversations with my husband Mm -hmm. to be like, there are things I can't do. Yeah. Like if I were to have another kid after this, which the whole sickness part really throws me for a loop. Like I don't, (laughs) that makes me not want to have another Mm -hmm. kid, but I said that with Pax too. Um, But if we were to have another one, I think we would have to like hire um, like a cleaning service for a couple of months, Mm -hmm. like during the first few months of pregnancy. And because that really kills me to stare at like dirt, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like not feel like I can do anything about it. Yeah. So, but self-care for me has looked like talking to my husband and being like, okay, I know I usually do this, this, and this, but I can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. So I need you to do this, this, and this, <laughs> you know, yep. or like he'll come home and I'll just go, like I went to the gym this week, um, like after he got home and I actually went and got my nails done this week too. That's kind of a lot, but, <laughs> um, you know, so just like taking the evening to be like, I need a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah. normally we yeah I'd have a couple of minutes where I'd be like okay you're home hang out with him for a few minutes while I make dinner you know or mm-hmm. something like that but now it's been more like okay you're home <laughs> like give me like an hour yeah. you know to relax or to go lay in bed or something like that mm-hmm. so it's been a lot of intentional conversations has looked 
is what self-care has looked like for me, I guess, right now. It's been interesting kind of dealing with, like, the feelings of loneliness, isolation. And so I realized, like, I need to make sure I have good support system. So for you, what does it look like to have support right now as a stay-at-home mom? Who is your support? Where do you find it? Yeah, I am big on community. Mm -hmm. And so when we moved here, it was obviously a pandemic, so that kind of stunk. But (laughs) um, I joined Fit for Mom. Is like a mom fitness group. Okay. And because I was like, I need friends. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't do well alone. Like I need friends. So I was doing Fit for Mom for like the whole first year and a half that I was here. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met the ladies that I'm in a book club with. Okay. Um, they actually were already doing a book club. And I was like, hey, guess what? I'm reading that book too now. Can I join? Like, <laughs> you know, like hint, Kinda. hint. Like, do you yeah. want to invite me? <laughs> like, um, and so I've been now in that book club. And so they're a big group of support for me because I just, you know, it's nice. We meet every week on Zoom okay. um, because we have like a million kids in yeah. between us and, you know, there's just really hard to find a way. And during the pandemic, obviously that was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So we meet on Zoom once a week and it's just nice to have other moms that are in the same stage of life mm-hmm. with the same mindset and the same beliefs and, you know, like they support you and what you're doing. And so it's nice to have that every week. And then obviously there are some within that group that like Pax has a friend within there, like his friend Tate, he loves him. And so, you know, me and her and their kids will go out more Mm -hmm. often. And then I actually already had two friends here in Indiana that I had gone, one I went to college with and one I went to high school with. (laughs) So one is Nicole, my (laughs) co-host. So I had them as friends. And so we hung out, you know, a lot, especially Nicole because she lives nearer to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just people that I've met from church and people in like our neighborhood. I've just been trying to be very intentional about making friends with people. Yeah. Um, our mutual friend, Jackie, I was like, Hey, <laughs> I see you're doing lots of fun things. Like, yeah. can we come along? Like, and, and miles and packs get along really well, like her son and my son. So, you know, I've just kind of tried to invite myself to stuff mm-hmm. you know, and like see if friendships stick. Um, but that's where I find a lot of support is just from other people who are around the same stage of life doing things and they may be doing things differently, which is totally great. I love that. Um, but I just like to be around other people. You know, yeah. I know that I can't do life alone and I'm not good when I do life alone. Like, <laughs> so I've tried my best to inject myself into situations where I can make friends. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to do that though, because you can't always rely on someone to invite you to the thing. Yes. Uh, you have to kind of step outside of your comfort zone. At least for me, it's a stepping outside of oh, my yeah. comfort zone thing <laughs> to, to meet people and to interact and engage. That's that's great that you've been able to do that. It definitely is out of the comfort zone. But yes, (laughs) (laughs) when it's important, you got to do it, even when it's awkward. (laughs) For sure. So what's something that motherhood is teaching you right now? Oh, so much. I feel like it always teaches me a lot about myself and Mm -hmm. about God. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, I'm learning a lot about my son and about my husband and all that stuff, too. But I feel like it has, at least right now, it's teaching me that I don't have to be perfect Mm -hmm. and I don't have to have everything together. And that even if things look different than I would like them to look, that that's okay. You know, like you don't always have to be 100% all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you can be 75%. That's how people learn. You know, like my son is not always going to have people in his life that are always at 100% doing everything perfect, always feeling great, (laughs) you know, whatever. And so that's how people learn. And I think that's how gifts are developed too. Like he's become very, like he's always been very loving. 
but he'll like ask me how I'm doing mm-hmm. or, you know, he'll, we'll wake up in the morning. He's like, how do you feel this morning? You know? And, um, I don't know. So it's definitely teaching me to not be so hard on myself, <laughs> at least right now. And to know that even if things aren't going the way that I think they should be, that they can still be good and God can still be doing a lot of cool things through them. I love that. <laughs> I always like to end with just asking my guests, like what's one piece of advice that you would give to other moms that are out there listening? I think the biggest thing, that's so tricky because there's so no. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing is to just love the season that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people I think that have the idea that like, kids might ruin your life or like they change it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you can't live the normal life that you used to, you know, like yeah. let's wait to have kids because then we're going to have to stay at home, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but to just truly love the season that you're in and not take it for granted because it's so, so short. And I know that's cheesy because people would tell me that before I had a baby and they'd be like, oh, you're going to miss the time when they're, you know, crying all night long. And I might not miss that time, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like I definitely miss the sleeping on me time. <laughs> like, yeah. But just to truly embrace the time that you have, because it really is so short. And they're just like these tiny little humans that you decided to create <laughs> like, and that God's doing such cool things through. And so to just really appreciate even the hard things, mm-hmm. um, but to find something that's good about even the hard times. Thanks for joining me this week on A Labor for Love. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Allie. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, Allie also has a podcast, which she co-hosts with her friend Nicole called Good Grief Mama. And on their podcast, they share their opinions on motherhood and marriage. You can find links to the podcast, their blog, and the episode featuring me in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.